At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here on VSIN alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, the Tar Heels. Well, at least I was, I knew I was right. I just didn't bet it. They are up 25, and Deputy Dog Roy Williams said, Dadgummit, I've seen enough. I'm out of here. Right. 70 to 45, North Carolina leading Michigan, and they're going to get a nice victory here this evening. Three losses for the Big Blue. Yeah, I saw the first one in person. It was, hmm. uh, it was impressive by the Arizona Wildcats. All right, it is Wednesday, and that means our guy, Brad Evans, is going to join us right now. Brad, the floor is yours. You're a line I beat my Irish, and uh, I won't pretend to be the biggest uh, Notre Dame basketball fan, but I, I did love the, uh, the anecdote that was said uh, that Brad Underwood walked over to Mike Bray and said, hey, I heard you're losing your football coach. He said, what the bleep are you talking about? So <laughs> I think that was the best part of the whole uh, evening. Uh, breaking news, spoiler alert, uh, Mr. Bray, but yeah, look, <laughs> I will say this, Illinois has seen it found their bearings, uh, you know, at least in that game against Notre Dame, Kofi Coburn lead the nation in points per game uh, so far this season. And, you know, Illinois got that uh, victory done in convincing fashion without Andre Curbelo on the floor, who's still dealing with repercussions from a concussion he suffered weeks ago. So we'll see if Illinois uh, can get 
their act together Friday, the Big Ten opener, which I will be in attendance Woo! for at the State Farm Center against Rutgers. With or without a shirt, I say minus 250, no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, nobody wants to see this bird is, is, coming is, out of its cage. If, if he paints no. his face, then it will kind of distract from it so they won't look at your stomach. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, listen, I may be six beers in while I'm sitting there at the game, and I may be shouting four-letter words that my kids will probably learn uh, in real time uh, while I'm there at the State Farm Center. <laughs> All right, let's get, to, uh, let's get to this week in the NFL. We'll start Thursday night football. I got to imagine – Mr. Evans, that Taysom Hill being out there is music to your ears, uh, especially in the prop market. Uh, what are we looking at Taysom Hill-wise? Well, look, I- I'm really fascinated with the duality of Taysom Hill, and particularly on the ground and what he could bring to the table. Now, he's dealing with the plantar fasciitis injury, which is extremely painful. It's a partial tear uh, of a tendon in his foot. But he said, hey, look, I can manage it. Uh, I could have played last week. He's a gamer. He'll go out there and give it his all. And look, if if the coaching staff didn't believe he could run the football, there's no way in H-E-L-L hockey sticks that they would put him out there and allow him to play. Now, Trevor Simeon is absolute dumpster fire, so I guess there's only one direction to go here. But I think Taysom Hill will surprise some people with his ability to run despite the physical limitations, and that threshold's really low. I mean, you look what he did in four starts last season, 49 rush yards, uh, 44 rush yards, 83 rush yards and 33 rush yards. So he went, you know, over four times and all four games started last season. And the Dallas Cowboys have been bent don't break in the trenches this season, defending the run. So I think he'll will run. And I think he'll go over the 32 and a half line. And I got it for an anytime touchdown. I locked it in. Our friends at DraftKings served it up on a silver platter yesterday. Plus 275. That number has come tumbling down, but. That RPO is going to be working, and it has to in order for New Orleans to be anywhere remotely competitive in this game. Yeah, that is uh, his first start last year. Two touchdowns, uh, and his anytime touchdown is down to plus 160. I I still think, real quickly, do you think at plus 160, Taysom Hill, is that still worth a shot to you, or is it past the, the, the spot where you would fire on? No, man, uh, you know, that might be a couple of uh, days past the expiration date on the milk carton. I'm still chugging it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, a plus 160. Yeah, let's get seduced by that juice. The four touchdowns, four touchdowns he scored on the ground last season and four games started. The only concern I have is that plantar fasciitis. But he, like I said, he'll power through. And I'm if, feeling you, good if about you parlay it. it with the over 32 and a half rush yards, you know, you kind of make up. Ooh. Ooh, same gamer. Yeah. I like your thinking there, Sean. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> At Noisy Wavos on Twitter is where you can find Mr. Evans. Uh, Tony Pollard. Right now I'm looking yes. at it. Over 16 and a half receiving yards, Sean. Let me read you his last seven games receiving yards. 32, 20, 56, 32, 1, 22, 28. I'm not a mathematician. But that's six <laughs> over 16 and a half. I don't know if this is uh, worthy of Peter Gabriel, but this looks like certainly a tantalizing number there for Tony Pollard. Oh, hex to the yes, it's worthy of the. Yeah, we're breaking out the sledgehammer and we're dropping it hard, fools. Just like Mr. Murray said, that's all the evidence you need. Just look at the recency. Uh, and what he has delivered in the box score. And, and, and more importantly, too, Tim, the last four games, 
He's seen a, a surge in routes run per contest, averaging 12 and a half. So that's very encouraging. We know that Zeke Elliott, despite the serious load, and I don't know if it's going to be in his pants or on the field, what Jerry Jones is talking about, that he's going to receive in this game. Uh, but I think Tony Pollard will tote the heavy side of uh, what I think is going to be pretty close to a split committee. So it could be 55-45 advantage Pollard. He's got a lot of juice in those legs. Uh, and the Saints have allowed uh, six running backs to go over this total at 16 and a half receiving yards of the season. So, dude, I am all in. Pushing in the stack, the tower of chips. And we're going to let it ride on that over Tony Pollard in the receiving yards department. All right, I like it. 16 and a half receiving It seems yards. low. It does. Gosh, it seems low. It does. It's low. It does. It, it does seem. I mean, low. that's one screen pass that it, works. Yep. And that's the yep. thing. And and I'll go. Uh, you know, Brad, back to his receptions is two and a half. I don't love that nearly as much as I do. You know, receiving yards because there have been games. You know, two games ago he had two receptions. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Sean, he had a, a thirty-two yard receiving day, but that was just one reception. So while I would lean towards going over two and a half receptions, it certainly feels like the yardage is the way to go with Tony Pollard. Yeah, I think it is, uh, though it is plus odds, uh, plus 115 on those uh, over two and a half receptions. So again, you guys know it. I, I, I love getting seduced by the juice. I get enraptured by it. I cannot resist it. And I've slapped that together. I will say this. There's a really interesting same game bar, uh, parlay option here because Zeke Elliott has been highly active, more so as a receiver than he has been a rusher in recent weeks. And uh, you could... You know, get him at like two plus receptions, put that together with Tony Pollard, two plus receptions, uh, get Tony Pollard down to uh, the over on 14 and a half receiving yards, apply the same logic to Zeke there. And that is a very juicy and spicy same game parlay just on receptions and receiving yards for both Dallas backs. Talking once again to our good friend Brad Evans at Noisy Huevos, Bally Sports, Fade the Noise podcast. He's everywhere, joins us every Wednesday on this program. Uh, Brad, when you look at uh, a guy that I know you're very intrigued about this week, that would be Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Last yeah. week, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Two weeks ago, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, they're on the road, Cincinnati, at the Chargers. Is this a spot uh, in the prop market to be backing Mr. Mixon yet again? Uh, absolutely, man. This is like an old school, icky woods, Rudy Johnson like workload. Uh, he's received here these last couple of games. Guys, 58 rush attempts the last two weeks uh, that he has then amassed 288 ground yards on, obliterating, annihilating the competition in the trenches. And now on the immediate horizon is one of the softest run defenses in the league. Very well documented the struggles that the Chargers have had in the trench, just giving up 4.63 yards per carry, 121.5 rush yards per game, just to the running back position. And five guys have gone over this proposed total. I think it's the third straight week that Joe Mixon is fixing to get himself 100 yards in the box score. Uh, I love his overall game. A guy that's flourishing right now with a lot of superstar running backs falling by the wayside. Also a player that's top 10 in yards after contact per attempt and total missed tackles for us. He's putting it all together right now for the Bengals. And they're going from that L.A. weather to it's supposed to be 32 degrees and <laughs> nippy in yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, I was uh, misspoke there. I said at uh, L.A. is they, they are at Cincinnati uh, on Sunday. All right, Brad, before we let you run, we got about two minutes or so. So we like Mixon. 
over 84 and a half receiving yards. We busted out rush the yards, sledgehammer. Right? Uh, what did I say? Receiving? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. rush yards. My I beg your pardon. Uh, Tony Pollard, over 16 and a half receiving yards. Anything else on Sunday that's jumping out at you on the board? Well, I tell you what, I, want to, I do want to go back to Thursday real yeah. quick because there is one other bet I find very intriguing. It is the under uh, for Zeke Elliott's longest run. It's set at 11 and a half yards right now. Guys, the last time he got a 12-yard or higher rush, you got to go all the way back to October 17th against the New England Patriots. Again, that knee's been bugging him. I, I think it will be a more limited workload. I don't care what Jerry Jones says. Uh, so that one, and he can't run on New Orleans, uh, you know, from a fantasy football perspective, they've allowed the fewest fantasy points to the running back position and well south of four yards per carry. So that one, I absolutely love on the board on Thursday night. And then looking ahead, Tom terrific plus 120. I'm taking the over on two and a half passing touchdowns. He nuked Atlanta in the first game for five passing TDs. I think he could duplicate that. And in that game, Cordero Patterson's rush yards prop came out at an ultra low 33 and a half. Uh, I, you know, he's coming off the uh, season high of 16 carries last week. I know Tampa's very, um, you know, inflexible in the trenches with Vita Vea back. But again, this is a low barrier for him to cross. And the guy just accumulates yak. So I love the over on that one at 33 and a half rush yards. He is Brad Evans. My man. At Noisy Wavos on Twitter. Always spewing the knowledge for everybody. Hey, is uh, Purdue the best basketball team in the country? You got 10 seconds. Absolutely. Uh, I've already got a futures ticket on them in the win the whole shebang. They are pretty, pretty good, but we'll see. D U K E do, do, do. Please. <laughs> All right, Brad, we'll talk to you next week. There he is, Brad Evans on the nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. the nightcap alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Interesting prop plays that Mr. Evans liked. So here's what I decided. Yes. I'm going to go Taysom Hill mm-hmm. over 32 and a half paired with the anytime touchdown paired with the Tony Pollard over 16 and a half receiving yards and two and a half receptions. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna just parlay those four. What was that again? Uh, Taysom Hill over 32 and a half rush yards. Okay. Taysom Hill anytime touchdown. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard over 16 and a half receiving yards and over two and a half receptions. Seems like a wise investment. Yeah. <laughs> four leg prop parlay. Well, so if I'm so here's how I look at it, and you know I know parlays are for suckers. But, again, Correct. you have to understand how I approach parlays. As opposed to putting $25 on each one of those four things, I'm going to do a $100 parlay, and if they all hit, Gucci. If they don't, I still had something to watch during the game. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. If it's a little uh, pizza money or whatever you say. Yeah, because my larger bets are going to be – won't be on props. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you want – once again, so uh, his favorite play, it seemed, tomorrow night. Was Zeke Elliott under 11.5 longest carry. Well, I, I thought, thought it was Tony Pollard over 16.5. That's what busted out the uh, – Yeah, but then he made – Yeah, that might have been it, yeah. But, but then he brought us back to the Thursday night game because mm-hmm. he wanted to get the Zeke under 11.5 longest carry prop in. What do you expect? I know we mentioned this. We did this a little earlier in the show. But for Taysom Hill in this start, you are – a big, big believer in Sean Payton. Yes. Um, so with Taysom Hill and, you know, as Brad mentioned, still dealing with the, the plantar fasciitis situation. Um, but what do you expect from Taysom Hill tomorrow night? Uh, let me look up one thing for a second. Okay, I don't have it right there. I was trying to see uh, where the Saints rank total defense. Because I think uh, this is going to be a very close ball game. I think the Saints are still playing top half of the league. Marcus Davenport out still. You know, on defense. And Trevor Simeon's issue was, I mean, his bad was really bad. I think Taysom Hill mitigates a little bit of that ceiling on the negative side of it for them. Meaning, I don't think he's going to light it up, but I also think you know, they're going to get maybe two more first downs and have, you know, two of the, the, the drives where they have to punt. I mean, it'll be better field position than Simeon taking bad snaps, you know, fumbling the ball in the pocket. I just think Taysom allows Peyton to get the game to the fourth quarter. And that's where I like Sean Payton a whole lot over, I'm assuming, who's going to be the head coach Kellen for Moore. that? Right. So, um, you, uh, they are. Tw- 
12th in total defense. And the reason that I like the Saints as well to win this game outright, mm-hmm. game management. When you're putting Keller Moore in a situation where now he's responsible for do we kick the long field goal, do we go forward on fourth down, do we try and block this punt? I'd trust, Are we in I'd trust safe? Kellen Moore over Mike McCarthy. Yeah, but you're going up against a guy that's like one of the best in the business in Sean Payton. Dan Quinn's going to be the head coach? Okay, Dan Quinn will be the okay. head coach tomorrow. Which is even worse. So maybe, yeah, now, yeah. now I'm back to uh, now I'm back. At to least with saying. Kellen Moore, there would have been some unknown. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what you're getting with Dan Quinn. Yeah. I mean, him and Mike McCarthy, they stay on the same floor at a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um... So just kind of bouncing around a little bit. Uh, so that's tomorrow night. Um, the AFC North, this is something that, that Aaron brought up uh, before the show to, to, to break down. The Bengals have, I don't say out of sight, out of mind, but they had that stretch. They lost to the Jets. You know, people kind of down on the Bengals. They had that big win over the Ravens, so they still have that in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Ra- playoff team. the Ravens did win last weekend. It was ugly, but hey, it doesn't matter. This isn't college football. Just get the win, baby, and, and move on. And now they're going to the Steelers. Who knows what to think of the Steelers right now. Ravens are minus 175 to win this division, Sean. Mm. Do they do it? It's a tricky division, man. I just don't know. Because a couple weeks ago. I mean, ago, if, you, if, you, if you put my back to a wall and ask me this question, I think absolutely Baltimore – Wins it. Am I willing to lay minus 175? I just, you know, I don't think I would go in that direction. I just feel like there are better wagers. So looking at the strength of schedule remaining, all four teams in this division are top five and roughest and most challenging schedule remaining. Number one is Cleveland. So they're sitting there at six and six. So at plus 900, these are the teams remaining for them. We have their schedule up right there. It is Ravens, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. Good luck. Yeah, and, the, the Ravens have by far the easiest schedule. They only have two tough games. Well, yeah, because they you got Green Bay and Cincinnati. I know you don't think very highly of the Rams, but well, they do they, have the Rams I in mean, there. I mean, they get to play Ben Roethlisberger twice, yep. Baker Mayfield, and Matthew Stafford. I mean, that's 4-0. and And for Cincinnati, I look at their schedule – and it's, you know, they play Baltimore again. Remember, they have the win, so they get to host the Ravens. Uh, and that will be in week 16 in Cincinnati. And but since he has Kansas City still. See, they got San Francisco. They got the Chiefs. They have Baltimore. They have a Denver team that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, They got a, a, a real challenging stretch. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, like Baltimore has a, a, a easy road. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, once again, if Steelers stink. If you look at win percentage remaining, yeah, um, they have the fourth hardest schedule. But I I agree that the Steelers aren't playing well right now. That is a rivalry game, so you never know what's going to happen there. Do you think Big Ben's going to be able to outperform Lamar Jackson? No matter what else happens in the game, no, I don't. Right, and they get them twice. Do you think Baker Mayfield, he just proved in a game that Lamar Jackson threw four four interceptions interceptions, that he still couldn't get. A now healthy, for the most part, Cleveland Browns team, the victory. So what are the chances that Lamar throws another four interceptions? Highly unlikely. I would say unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, I would say unlikely. Baltimore this weekend, a a four-and-a-half-point road favorite at Pittsburgh. Would you lay the four-and-a-half? Ten out of ten. Really? Yeah. 
Like I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan, but Pittsburgh, they got they got issues. I mean, Cam Haywood couldn't believe what Clayton what Claypool said, and they're talking about having music at practice, and you still got Ben getting wheeled to the practice field in a wheelchair, and you know he won't retire. Just this is this, a bad situation in Pittsburgh right now. So they're by the way, so they're they're five five and one. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they need to go three and three to close it out, Sean. You know how big a, you alive. know how I big know. a fan I am of Tomlin. I Tomlin. know you are. I do think that streak ends this year. I just and I don't think it has anything to do with Tomlin. <sighs> I just think their their preseason win total was eight and a half, and I I like the under. I mean, they're right and on I target got, for that. Yeah, and I got talked off of it. Not to say that it's a slam dunk. It's coming home. Look at the remaining schedule: Ravens this week, four and a half point underdog at the Vikings. There'll be an underdog there. Titans at home. Probably an underdog, but who knows where the Titans are at that point. At the Chiefs, dog. Home to the Browns, maybe a dog. You know, that'll be close. And then at the Ravens. Last time. You know, here's the thing with Pittsburgh. Man, I, they have six games left. When I look at this schedule, I wouldn't be surprised if they go four and two or two and four. Yeah. Like, I just, again, I don't care what they do down the stretch. Like, they need to, from a player standpoint, they, they got to make some difficult decisions. Because they're, they're, they're not trending in the right direction. No matter what happens this season. And you can go back to what they start last year, 7-0 and or 11 something. 11-0. Right, 11-0 when they lost the next seven games, including the playoff game. I think they won a game in there, but yeah, pretty like, much. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is not trending in the right no. direction. Yeah, there needs to be, there needs to be change uh, there. Um, when it comes just to the AFC, I know you're high on the Patriots. High? I mean, I understatement. That is an understatement. Yeah. You love the Patriots. They're going to win the. They're going to win the AFC. Facts. I've been saying that for a month. What type of? Have I not been saying that for a no, month? No, you have. Okay, give me my due. I will. Yep. Hey, you you said that Michigan State would win the Big Ten for three months, and that didn't work out. I was so. right for two and a half months. No, you're never right because the last they, two weeks they did not win. Yeah, yep. I mean, you got a team from Michigan. I mean, I guess partial credit there. Uh, um, you talking so highly of them. Mel Tucker might have got $95 million because of you. I don't know. Just give my props. I was ahead of the curve. Um, what chances do you give Baltimore to win this conference? They're going to be in it. You got Lamar Jackson, you have a shot. He's outstanding. And he's what an organization like Baltimore needs that kind of is deficient in a lot of other areas, somebody that they believe in. Like, that's why they play the way they do. Like, they know that as long as he's on the field, no matter what's happened, they have a shot. And so I'd never bet against Baltimore, but I don't think I'm going to bet with them either. Brian Kelly was introduced as LSU's head coach today, and Notre Dame has got themselves his replacement. What does that mean for the futures market? Sean's intrigued now. We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network.
make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Kenny White, our guy, will join us top of the next hour. It's championship week. Real quickly, Sean, we'll have plenty of time uh, later in the week. I'll be out the next uh, couple of days. Uh, but uh, I'll send in my uh, my bankroll on Friday. I'm sure you'll pick it apart. Um, but what's your favorite championship weekend play right now hmm. on the spot? Hmm. Iowa plus 11? I think I'm going Cincinnati to cover the 10 and a half. You can get a 10. Or 10. I, I like Cincinnati to cover that number. I think they're in a good spot mentally. I think they're focused. Again, I'm going to put a wager on them tonight to uh, win the college football playoff as well. I just think they're the one team that's there that truly believes in their heart of hearts that they can beat Georgia. And that's after the bowl game last year where Georgia came back late, won 24-21. You know, I just – I think they're worth – what is it, 16-1 to now? Uh, yes, yeah, 16-1 to yeah. at DraftKings. Yeah, they're worth, they're worth putting a couple dollars on. So – so I like Cincy. To answer your question, Cincy I like Cincy. 10. I like Cincy minus 10 at too. home mm-hmm. to cover the ten. I do as well. Um, you know, I I have to uh, write up a game for Veasan.com, and I've been wavering back for because I like Baylor. Uh, I like Baylor catching the five and a half. Um, but I, I I don't know. There's this. I kind of waffle back and forth. You know, I didn't play it, and now it, it might be a little past. You know, Kent State. Uh, at uh, taking on Northern Illinois, Mac does not play uh, at a at a at a home team. It's at the you know Ford Field in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I think for Kent State, that game being indoors is really beneficial to them with the offense that they run there with Dustin Crum. So um, I do like Cincinnati, though. Uh, you know, the more and more I think about it, you know, talking to Chris Andrews, talking to Matoy Pearson, both of them had their number higher, higher than what yeah. it is at ten. This feels like a situation where the public is going to be, you know, looking to back the dog in this spot. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Dana Holgerson already kind of chirping a little bit. Um, so I, I'm with you. I, I don't disagree. I do like uh, I do like Baylor as well. But that leads us into um, just the futures market right now and where it currently stands. So Georgia at DraftKings. And once again, we always tell you, shop around, take a look around, whatever odds are. Uh, out there in different spots. But Georgia at DraftKings, minus 220 to win it. Uh, they are the only team, I will say this, Sean, the only team that is guaranteed to be in the college football playoff. Everybody else could play their way out. Right Now, there are teams, obviously, Michigan, Oklahoma State, those two, and uh, Alabama, they win, they're in. Right. Cincinnati likely in, but they still could have a scenario where I think they'd be left out if Oklahoma State, Michigan, and Alabama all win. So you like Cincinnati at 16-1. to Love it. You mentioned earlier in the show that with the news coming out that Notre Dame will promote from within, bring uh, Marcus Freeman. He will be the new head coach. Uh, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, will stay. 
Mike Elston, the defensive line coach, will stay. Uh, basically, the entire staff uh, is reportedly staying uh, for Notre Dame with the promotion of Marcus Freeman. They'll have to find a D.C., but other than that, yep. Well, Mike Elston's a guy that he's their defensive line coach. I think he just falls right into that role. Yeah, you still have to um, add a staff member. Oh, yeah, they'll add a staff yeah. member. Are you, are you trying to make your pitch for it? No, I don't coach defense. Could, I can, but I haven't. Could, could you learn? Yeah, I could, but I don't know if Notre Dame's hired a guy to coach defense. It's never coached on defense. I'm just saying. I mean, I, you are a pretty smart guy. <laughs> Facts! I'm saying. Got connections up there. Um, you trying to get rid of me? If you're going to be on the staff at Notre Dame, I will get rid of well, you. I'll yeah. get your blessing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, if, only if Aaron comes with me. I need my own I need my own little, little partner. Now, are you going to – I just need to know. If you're I'll put go- Aaron in charge of all my recruiting territories. Well, if you're going to South Bend, are we going to you know bring that AAC recruiter of the year mentality? <sighs> nah, man. I'm going to raise that up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, if you're getting – I mean – you are out of here. Oh, wow. I will. I will pack your bags for you. Okay. Get on out to South Bend. Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy here, Vincent. <laughs> very happy. Well, just part of the negotiations, right? Yeah. Um, but make the pitch why Notre Dame. You would actually think this Notre Dame team is ready to make a run at the price that they are at twenty-five. To well, because football is a game where emotion matters. Like there are a lot of games, tennis, golf, where. You really have to control your emotions. Like, you can't play, you know, all the way turned up. Like, football's not like that. Like, football is chaos. Like, I, I just I, – I, people have never played the game, don't really understand what it's like to be out there with a hell man and, you know, people are motioning and, you know, going on a hard count and throwing a screen one play and a deep ball the next – like, it's a lot of chaos. But when you get a team that's fully focused, that has a lot of NFL talent, that also is emotionally fully invested in one goal. There's no limit to what they can achieve. There have been plenty of times where you've seen a less talented team beat a more talented team in a game of football. Mm-hmm. And I just think emotionally the amount of buy-in that the players will have for Coach Freeman, if the Notre Dame can get in, makes them very dangerous. Plus they're playing better on offense at the end of the year than they were Early. And defensively. They're more balanced. The passing game is more consistent. Like There were times early in the season when I just was like, you know, is the forward pass not something that they practice at Notre Dame? (laughs) You know, but that's changed. They've gotten better defensively. They've become a much more stingy, shall I say, unit Mm -hmm. than they were early. So I just – it's worth a play at 25-1. to And once again, um, I don't think they'll get into the playoff. Uh, well, I have my ticket in case I do. But if and when they're announced at the Fiesta Bowl on Sunday, that'll be the first bet that I make. Yeah. Especially if it's under a touchdown. What do you think that line will be? Six and a half. Yeah, you better get it early, too. Because I think it's going to be bet up. I truly think that if Kenneth Walker's going pro, You'd, he more than likely won't play in that bowl game. And I think everyone from Notre Dame will play. Yeah. I do. Even like Kyron Williams. Yeah, they'll play just because of Coach Freeman. Exactly. Yeah, and I think, And I think – you know, they all the players put out a video, uh, the same video. All the captains, you know, with uh, with the song from Kanye, "No One Man Should Have All That Power." I mean, they were they're pissed off. They're not happy, and now they are happy because their guy is standing. And Notre Dame's a place where the captainship actually matters. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. that's one of those like story programs. Like they have a whole big like production. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be captain? Like they, it actually means something at Notre Dame. A lot of other teams that are really good. 
Like they picked the captain like five minutes before the game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Um, I want to. I want to do one long shot, and you know, once again, this would be very, very little on it. And uh, I'm not stealing his thunder because I'm sure he has a big thing about it, and that'll be Scott Seidenberg after the show. But I, I, I agree with him. I think Baylor is worth just a small look at 200 to one, and here's my reasoning. Because if there's chaos, Sean, mm-hmm. if Michigan, if Georgia wins, Alabama has two losses, right? right. They're eleven and two. If Alabama, uh, Michigan loses, they're eleven and two. Right. If Cincinnati loses, they're twelve and one. If Baylor beats Oklahoma State, they're eleven and two, and they're a Big Twelve champ. I think there is a pathway because Ole Miss isn't playing, Ohio State isn't playing, Notre Dame isn't playing. I think if chaos unfolds this weekend, I think there is a pathway to Baylor making the playoff. If this was at 25 to 1, 40 to 1, hell, even 60 to 1, I'd say no shot. But those odds are to win it all, right? But at 200. Not to make the playoff. Agreed. So if they make the playoff, they can't win it. But if you've got a 200 to 1 ticket, I don't care what the money line is against Georgia, you're going to be able to make profit in that game. If they're a 17 point dog, yes, it'll be a big bullet, you know big bite to chew, but it's 200 to one. Ole Miss has no shot to make the playoff. Oregon has no shot to make the playoff. Baylor, I actually think, does have a way in if chaos unfolds. Yeah, I can't see it. So I, I honestly think, Sean, that Baylor gets in over Notre Dame. No chance. I do. No chance. Notre Dame would have a zero top 25 wins. I just, I think the reason that Baylor was nine was so that if they do some kind of way beat Oklahoma State in the rematch, that they can't get in. Like, because you're basically saying that Michigan, you're basically saying that Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama, all three of them lose. And hear me out, though. Okay, so Alabama losing, they're an underdog. Michigan, that would be surprising. Houston, once again, all these would be surprising, but the odds are 200 to one. Yeah, and I guess I guess hey, if you want if you want to buy some paper, like you don't have enough paper at home, then go ahead and purchase the ticket. Cause that's basically what you're doing, just buying paper. Because I don't think Baylor can beat any of the teams they face in the college football. I don't either, but it's two hundred to one for Edging comes in. It's a nightcap here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. Olympics. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Folks, we've got a holiday offer that you need to take part in. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VSIN.com slash Subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Um, I got to find out uh, what the odds were. I'm going to pull it up because we just had a pretty big upset in college basketball as BYU, the number 12 team in all the lands, just lost on the road at Utah Valley. Wow. And here at Circa, BYU went off as a 13.5-point favorites and they lose outright to Utah Valley uh that would have been a nice return uh, if you played it at the South Point earlier today Sean seven to one on the money line yeah I actually have never heard of Utah Valley so that's a pretty big upset yeah it's a good win for them uh I believe Mark Madsen former uh Laker Ooh. is their head coach yeah dance fever himself yeah. <laughs> uh like it's funny like your movements they mimic him pretty good they're pretty good right? are you doing it on purpose or is that natural? That's how I dance. Okay. Yeah. Fortunately, dancing is about self-love. You might need to teach me how to dance. See, dancing is not something that can be taught. Either you have rhythm or you don't. But at the end of the day, dancing is about self-love. People dance because it makes them feel good. No matter what anybody thinks about how you look dancing, you just have to really, like, lose yourself into the fact that this is something that you want it to lose do. Lose yourself in the moment. It. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Don't worry about what anybody Never thinks. Never let it go. 
You're not a professional dancer, you know? Uh, it's recreation. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah, it's recreation. I'm a, maybe a professional dancer. Yeah, I just fired you. <laughs> Um, I want to go back because I, I was curious today and I tweeted it out. Hey, you can always tweet us at one Tim Murray at real Sean King on Twitter. Uh, we'll talk to Kenny White coming up top of the hour. But, Sean, I was curious uh, because, you know, prior to the football season starting, mm-hmm. uh, we started this show back in early August. We talked about futures plays. You made, you know, a ton of them, too. Uh, I have uh, a lot more. Uh, so, but for unfortunately for me, uh, conference championship futures aren't ones that have been, you know, all that uh, successful. I've got William uh, Western Kentucky uh, sitting there at ten to one, hoping to be able to cash that. Uh, the only other one that has life was Toledo. But I want to go back in time, and you said prior to this season that it was the year of David, and maybe it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Georgia is part of the Goliath group that I made, but. Clemson had a down year. Alabama, for their standards, is a bit down. Uh, Oklahoma uh, is not in their conference championship game, and Ohio State is not in it. So let's take a look at what it was at William Hill. This was back on June 1st. This was the preseason conference odds and who is in the championship game. So the SEC, which is interesting because they are – you know, thought to be the best conference, top to bottom, in all of college football. The preseason favorite and the number two favorite are in the championship game. Alabama, minus 140 preseason. Georgia, plus 260. Now, obviously, those odds have flipped. Georgia is a favorite to win this game and the national championship. But look at the ACC, man. Now, that is something. If you had some foresight, and uh, shout out to our guy, Matoy Pearson. He has a wake ticket. I don't know if he wanted everybody to know, but we'll let him know anyways. Cheer for Mo. Wake 75-1 to to win the ACC. <clears throat> they were, they opened at William Hill 100-1. to They had the second longest odds in the entire conference. Duke and Syracuse each were 200 to 1. So, I'm sitting here thinking, so I'm rewinding a lot of thoughts, and I had a very strong opinion. I think it was, if you're being honest, a really isolated opinion mm-hmm. that Clemson. Clemson was a 9-3 and three team this year. Nailed it. So, I was exactly 100% right on that opinion. What I could not calculate was who exactly would benefit from them having a down year. Because there were so many teams in that conference that are just kind of bundled up talent-wise. Like when you get to Miami and Louisville and North Carolina was getting a lot of hype, and Pitt, like talent-wise, NC State was getting a lot of hype. You know, like I thought Florida State would be better, not win the conference, but, you know, the way Forest went, I just don't know how you saw that. I, I just don't – unless you're an actual Demon Deacon supporter, like I just – it was hard to see that with that defense or lack thereof that they could outscore enough people to get to the ACC championship game. And you have to think about it this way too. They are in the Atlantic division. So even if you thought, okay, maybe it's a down year for Clemson, Clemson's going to win the division. Maybe they don't win the conference. I mean, it was all about who could win the Coastal. And you and I, I think, snuffed it out pretty well. Obviously, you were on Clemson, but I think you and I, 
both sat here and said, this North Carolina love is yeah, way I, I was I wasn't much. on the North, North Carolina wagon. And we but were right. I mean, they go six and six. I, I couldn't compute which wagon to get on. So it's yeah. almost like it didn't matter that I was right about Clemson because I couldn't figure out the How pit. to benefit from it. Yeah, Wake Forest part of it. And I know one day we win and we've made our uh, – Oh, we did do that. Yeah, our conference oh, we championship picks. It's in here somewhere. So just bridge for I a have bit. Iowa. Just vamp. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find those. Yeah, that was yeah, a good I one. have them in here. Oh, too. right there. Right there. Next page. How are we looking? Yeah, there we go. All right. So let's see. For the ACC, I took Louisville, who was 40 to 1 at the time, and you took Clemson, who was minus 350. All right. So I'm in the hole because I laid minus 350. Right. Uh, we both had Oregon in the Pac-12, so right. we would be alive. Uh, you had Iowa. I'm still alive. But they, and they were 5-1 to one at the time. I was on Michigan State, of course. K-State in Oklahoma, SEC. Georgia. You had Georgia. I had Bama, so we're there. We're still alive. AAC, we had Tulane and SMU. No good. Nope. We actually picked the Mountain West Conference oh, that's right. championship game. I had Utah State. You had San Diego State. What was the San Diego State line? San Diego State was nine to one. Ooh. Uh, Utah State was twenty to one. And then what do we got? You actually picked UTSA three to one. <laughs> I had FAU. I've got some live dogs here. Yeah, that Utah State twenty to one would be. No, this is me. Uh, you had uh, you're right. Okay, okay. I had San Diego. No, but I, I put the arrow because I I drew it wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I wrote it up wrong. So right. I, I had Utah State. You had San Diego State. All right. That ain't bad. Not bad. But even then, and I think we did this out there maybe week two. Yeah, we did it pretty early. Yeah. Just, you don't believe in Narduzzi. No. And as good as I think Sam Hartman and offense can be at times, they're just so bad on defense. And it's not a schematic thing. It's a lack of talent thing. Like, they just don't have good players. Or not, I'm going to say good players, because a a non-talented player can become a good player just by being smart and playing hard. But they don't have a lot of natural God-given ability on the defensive side of the football at Wake Forest. By the way, I can't believe, going back to Iowa, and it's funny that I, I picked Iowa back, I think this was either, was I like think they were rated September. like number three in the country at the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> because I quickly jumped off that ship, and yeah. I was like, I'm off. And uh, they, man, they are so fortunate to be in the Big Ten championship game, but here they are. And, you know, it, what's interesting, going back to the ACC, Clemson was minus 800. Wow to win it preseason, and Sean, you go to the Big Ten, Ohio State was minus $2 to win the Big Ten this year. Yeah. And now, I guess it doesn't seem that crazy because they were around that uh, to beat Michigan and get themselves to the uh, Big Ten championship game. Michigan, coming off of the bad year they had last year, was 10-1, to and Iowa was 12-1. to so I don't begrudge, like, my Big Ten because, like, I've been all in on Sparty. So I couldn't, like, waver. I, I, I was never picking Baylor. Like, if we went and no. replayed the season, I still wasn't going in Baylor's direction. Baylor preseason, uh, just, you know, June 1st, 50-1. to 1. Yeah, I still don't love Spencer Sanders, the quarterback at Oklahoma State. So yeah. I, I, I don't think I would ride with them. The Utah play would have been interesting. You know, if really pressed, you probably could have talked me into that one. You know, it's interesting. There was a lot of people at our network, Brad Powers, preseason over the summer. They grabbed Utah at a really good price. It was it opened 14 to 1, and a lot of that was based off of, believe it or not, 
Charlie Brewer right. transferring he's, to Utah. He's no longer even the quarterback. Who, oh, he's gone. He yeah. left the team. And when they went to Cam Rising, that's when this whole season shifted for Utah. So a lot of people might have a, a pretty good ticket on the favorite of the Pac-12 championship sitting there at 14-1. to one. Houston, 12-1 to one oh. back in June. So uh, interesting to look back at uh, – those conference odds. Kenny White will break down conference championship weekend next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.